All right, welcome back to uh, Tech Casting with OpEx. This is uh, Rich Nowak of OpEx, and super excited to have my good friend, business partner, uh, someone we really look up to as a mentor to OpEx in this industry, Drew Lidecker, who's president of Avant. His time is super valuable, and he was kind enough to fly into North Carolina to help host our uh, Hyperscaler Education Series tonight at the Ingram Collection. But Drew, uh, appreciate having you, brother. Thanks, bud. Super happy to be here. Uh, excited. First time in the new office. So yeah, um, I'm pumped to check it out. And uh, as always, tonight at the uh, unbelievable collection of 9-11s that I... <laughs> To rule over. Uh, to rule over and have to sneak my camera out and take a few pictures of. But yes. uh, yeah, I'm pumped for tonight. Yes, we uh, Drew was kind enough to host our SD WAN education series last year at the Ingram Collection. And, you know, we try not to hype it up too much because we want people to walk through that door. Well, let me ask you you walk through that door, and what, what goes through your mind when you see that collection? I need to work harder. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a huge Porsche fan, I, I, I own one, and I. Um, I walk in there and I almost get a pit in my stomach, you know, for uh, especially the just the heritage and the, uh, you know, some of the original uh, Porsches that are in there. Yeah. Um, kind of how they've stayed true to the design all the way up into what they're building today. And, um, you know, you guys were, uh, or I think uh, someone was nice enough to give me the book yeah. and signed uh, last time, which is a on my coffee table, yeah. and I think I bring it up every time somebody yeah. comes to my house. That's that's a some people will walk away tonight with those. We're going to raffle off three awesome. or five of them. So. Yeah. So you know, before we maybe talk a little bit about tonight and the hyperscaler, uh, Avant is is doing amazing things, and you know they're they're empowering OpEx to do what we do for our clients. And before we started this podcast, we were rapping for two three minutes. And we probably should have put it on here. Hmm. So I'm going to ask Drew maybe just to give us an overview of I mean what you're seeing in the marketplace. I mean you always talk about this is the age of the trusted advisor, mm-hmm. and you guys are helping you know companies like OpEx take mm-hmm. it to the next level. But you guys are taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. We could spend hours on this, but but kind of give me the the overview you just gave me of what you're seeing and the disruption and the excitement that you guys are helping you know enable. Yeah, um, you know, yes, it's I, I say it you know publicly a lot. Uh, it is the absolute you know golden era of the trusted advisor. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But it's almost borderline gold rush. Um, what is taking place right now. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, I was just having a great conversation with Courtney, um, you know, in, in regards to the types of firms that are entering into this market, like OpEx. Um, you know, we at Avant often uh, put you in an extremely high regard as kind of uh, a pioneer in the trusted advisor movement, um, you know. Uh, but what's really taking place is that and we say it constantly, the rate of change is the only constant right now in the market. And the rate of change is increasing not by the year, by the month, by the day. It's it's really happening now by the second. Um, next week, a little sneak peek, I'm going to be showing some AI technology from Google uh, that will truly make everybody in the audience jaw drop. This is technology that's here today. Um, in every IT organization, every single one, whether you are a Fortune 10, which was in my office last week, um, or you are a SMB company, there's confusion in the marketplace, and for good reason. And that confusion is because there is so much disruption. And you know, one of the things that OpEx um, 
can help any company do uh, with our help is, you know, identify the companies that exist that are laser focused, that do one to two things that are disrupting kind of the big behemoths of the tech industry. And that is happening so fast that it almost is impossible for IT organizations to keep up, to understand the disruption. But at the same time, there's never been such an acceptance uh, from IT organizations to bet on smaller laser-focused companies, um, you know, because really where this world is going is it's the layer seven, we say all the time. It's making applications dance um, and giving an experience that's unlike anything else, you know, that exists in tech. And I think that, that the pace of that is moving so fast that it takes a company like ours, which is a sales enablement, which is building the tools and technology and the um, the massive ecosystem of these disruptors for companies like you at OpEx. Uh, and it takes, you know, companies like OpEx to help, you know, these companies navigate the confusion in the marketplace. So, and you kind of give us a little preview. We, you have your, uh, your special forces next week, which mm-hmm. you said you have over 500 people coming. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Um, obviously, you guys have worked hard on that. Don't want to steal any thunder, but what, what are some of the maybe couple new things you're going to be rolling out, uh, you know, Provider-wise, or you know, platform-wise, that are really going to help eventually our customer. Well, um, I'll probably get in trouble. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I, I, I don't care. I really, actually, you really know, the, will kill me. Yeah, 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 for real. Um, I like getting in trouble, uh, mostly because I own the company, so um, I, I'm in a pretty good position. Um, but yeah, we're super thrilled. Next week is our summit. Uh, it's our first ever summit. Uh, we took over the entire London House Hotel. Uh, in Chicago because of the uh, attendance. Um, you know, it's really interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up. We, we just recently did a, a survey with Channel Partners um, that uh, we looked at about 14,000 deals that were done last year uh, in the channel, uh, from everybody from the one-man consulting crew to the uh, 15,000 employee VAR. Um, and we looked at every single deal and all the attributes of all of those particular companies. Um, and what we were able to de- to decipher um, with all of the data that we were able to harvest was there's really two groups of people in this world right now taking advantage of uh, this OPEX market, uh, no pun intended, uh, that's happening. And it's really uh, the lean back, uh, which is kind of the traditional folks that have been in the game for a long time uh, who are very, um, you know, very much about deal protection and the traditional telecom game. And then there's the the lean forward uh, who cannot get enough information into their brains, uh, who cannot get enough tools and technology to differentiate themselves in the market, um, cannot have more market leading uh, firms in their ecosystem to put in front of their top clients. Um, So we've got uh, just a massive amount of them coming next week uh, to our summit to hear um, some guest speakers that, you know, former, you know, FBI cyber security chiefs, uh, CEO of, uh, you know, one of the uh, fastest growing companies in the United States. Uh, we're going to be making a massive security announcement. Um, we will be the first company uh, in the world to be able to distribute uh, Trustwave, one of the biggest disruptors in managed security, uh, and having some of their top people there. Uh, on and on and on. I, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, we're going to be talking about all the new AI and machine-based learning technology that we built into our battle app um, and some of the new feature functionalities there. Um, but it's going to be uh, highly focused on pitch practice, objections and rebuttals, 
there'll be a, a, a very high-end tech track, a low-end tech track uh, for some of the newbies. Um, but uh, we have put our blood, sweat, and tears into it, and we're pumped. That's awesome. Well, I know some of the OPEX crew is going up next week, and very excited about it, and I'm sure we'll come home with uh, a lot of energy and excitement. It's hard, it's hard not to go to Avant's uh, headquarters in Chicago and not come away super fired up. Um, so, again, we could speak for hours, but we're going to turn it to why we're here tonight. So we're hosting uh, uh, about 60 people tonight, which is, which is great, and these are IT leaders who are coming to learn. And there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Last year we talked about SD-WAN. This year we're talking about the hyperscalers, or as Dave from QTS, you know, public cloud. Um, and that means so many different things. But specifically what, you know, AWS, Google, Azure, Alibaba, you know, really AWS and Azure, it's, it's a two-man race. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a three-man race and Google's definitely in it. But from what we're seeing, we're not getting a lot of uh, requests for Google management yet. I'm sure it's coming. So we've got three different panelists. We're going to be talking about the hyperscaler. Um, you know, and I think for our market, Drew, and, and you're all over the country, so you can, you know, tell me what you see. We see a lot of people who have gone, you know, dipped their toe into the water and now realize this is really cool and there's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of efficiencies we can gain. Um, maybe there's cost savings, but we definitely need help. We need someone holding our hand. We have other people that we're meeting with, and I'd say this is more of what we're meeting with right now in this market is – hey, we want to go jump off that cliff, but we need someone to hold our hand jumping off the cliff. Um, so I guess maybe from an overview perspective of what you're seeing or your thoughts on the public cloud, you know, specific to the hyperscalers and, and what's going on in that space, um, you know, with, with management specifically and the opportunity for that. Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, for, uh, for us, for you, uh, for the entire industry um, that is sitting at the table with you know, large IT organizations and helping them uh, understand the possibilities of the hyperscalers. Um, what we have found is there's really three uh, types of people that exist right now. Cloud beginners, uh, where they're really out there, uh, very much interested in um, understanding the capabilities of the various hyperscalers, how it's going to affect their business, but they haven't necessarily gone uh, too far into it. They've done maybe some research. Um, there's the cloud navigators. Uh, cloud navigators have their foot in. Uh, they're un they're understanding it. Um, they're they're trying to learn the capabilities, but they're um, also probably realizing how difficult being inside the matrix is. Yeah. I kind of you know if you think of Keanu Reeves yeah. uh, inside of the matrix, it, I don't think he ever really figured it out while he was in there yeah. uh, in that movie. Um, and that's about 99% of every single client that enters into the hyperscale market. And then there's the cloud experts. And the cloud experts, have, they've you know, been building applications on there for years. They, they're, they're comfortable with what it is. Um, but what's so amazing is that we have found 9 out of 10 IT organizations still, maybe 8 out of 10, let's give, let's give some, some credit, don't understand the possibilities of managed hyperscaler. Um, don't understand that they can get a single pane of glass for uh, you know Azure, for Google, for OpenStack, for AWS. Don't understand that there is the ability to have expense management and cost analysis around sometimes what's being called a runaway train, which mm -hmm. is mostly due to the fact that you don't necessarily understand what's happening inside of this matrix. And, and I'll leave you with this. In our recent uh, research that we found, um, cloud beginners, uh, their number one reason for adopting uh, cloud 
which I think is, is amazing. And this is actually based off the right, right scale report um, in 2018, um, is security. Um, mm-hmm. But the second reason uh, for adopting kind of the managed cloud infrastructure is managing cost. Um, the cloud navigators and the cloud experts, their number one reason right now for managed cloud is managing costs. Costs. Um, and so that's actually a very interesting trend that just became apparent in 2018, which means that the market is starting to smarten up and understand that there are these amazing companies out there, companies like Rackspace that a lot of people know, um, that have the resources, the people, the engineers, the technology mm-hmm to not allow you to sync inside of a hyperscaler, which very much is becoming like the electrical grid. And it's really about what's on top of the electrical grid Mm -hmm. that you can take advantage of. Yeah. And I mean, we are seeing that at ground zero. Uh, You know, we we have examples all day long, but I'll give you one and we obviously won't mention the company, but um, they're spending $300,000 a month today, large enterprise here locally in the Raleigh-Durham area. And that's just what they know. And, you know, there's the governance, there's security. They have no process. If marketing comes to them with a new app, you know, not only can they really do it, but if marketing wants to do it on their own, which IT doesn't want them to, they have no process for even doing it. So they have $300,000 a month today, that runaway train that they know about. And they fully know that God only knows how much there is outside of that that they don't know about. Um, So they kind of went there on their own and they've come to the realization, we are not going to build out our own AWS practice. We're just never going to win that talent war. So we need to find someone. And they brought OpEx in to go find who that right partner is. And we're going through that research right now. Um, So, you know, it's been eye-opening because you think, you know, a big enterprise, lots of resources, lots of money. Oh, we can do it on our own. It's hard. And, you know, there are some folks who definitely can do it on their own, depending on what type of your business. But I think what we're seeing is more companies struggling and realizing that, okay, you know, what, what's the stat? A- Amazon, AWS had a thousand updates last year. I mean, who, who's going to manage that? How, and, and the other thing is, and then uh, I'll let you talk to this, is the tools. Um, so many times we talk to companies where they're like, there's so many good tools, big data, um, analytics. I mean, the list goes on and on around data tools that they're not implementing or using because they have no idea how to and they're, they're scared, they're intimidated. Um, so you need someone who's going to, allow you to actually use those tools. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, you even look at AWS and Azure and, you know, um, now Google, um, soon, you know, Oracle. Um, they're all growing, uh, most double digits, by the way. Um, uh, you know, I think even Oracle as maybe the fourth or fifth player uh, grew double digits um, last year um, and will continue to keep making strides. But but I think it's, you know, I mean, let me give an extreme example. I mean, that customer example you, you said was fantastic. I was with another trusted advisor uh, not too long ago in the Midwest, um, and we were able to talk to uh, a Fortune 15 uh, account, a very household name that everybody knows, spending $10 million a month on AWS with over 400 um, certified AWS experts working for them. And not one of them could explain why they were going up a million a quarter. Wow. So I actually almost begged to to, uh, disagree with you that people have the capabilities of doing it on their own unless their entire firm was founded on managing AWS. And I say that because uh, it does come down to the tools. It does come down to the ability of where that application lives. Listen, AWS is an amazing 
huge disruption. I mean, it is massive, massive. One of the biggest disruptions in technology that's ever existed. Um, but does everything belong there? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, we firmly believe at Avant that this is a hybrid IT world. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little cliche to say, um, but we cannot talk about the hybrid IT world enough in what is taking place in this marketplace because not everything belongs in the hyperscaler. Not everything belongs in Azure. Not everything will belong in Google. Not everything will work very well there. Um, and I think there are firms like Flexential and um, you know Tierpoint and Sextera and uh, and others that are coming that are, you know, 40 plus data center organizations, huge IT teams um, that are laser focused on, you know, the hybrid world of, you know, housing dedicated boxes, giving you bare metal, giving you access to the hyperscaler market, managing some of this, um, doing the things that every IT organization struggles with. because. You know, you could go into any, even that big example of that big customer that I just talked about. There's a shortage of IT talent. Yeah, it's a fact. Yep. Um, and with the rate of change, uh, with the shortage of IT talent, even just security alone, I mean, I think there's a million job openings right now currently yeah. uh, in cybersecurity. Um, there are firms that are popping up that have the people, the resources, but they're laser focused on solving for these problems. And that, that's going to be a boom. It's going to be a boom. So we talked about the hyperscale. I have a couple more questions. Uh, what category are you most excited about? Um, security is probably a big one, but that's one I think we at OPEX are, have not scratched the surface of, and mm -hmm. we're about to. And mm -hmm. I think you guys are going to you know, really power us there. But uh, is, is there one that I'm, you know, I'm missing, or is there another one that you're more excited about? You know, I I am uh, I'm just damn excited. You're an equal opportunity. I am, I am, but I, I but I will say if you uh, I will give a, a couple nods to a couple technology uh, verticals. But um, yeah, cybersecurity. Uh, if you know you're in this space solving cybersecurity problems, um, you couldn't be more thrilled with what unfortunately uh, is taking place in the world, which is um, consistent threats, um, consistent issues. I mean, open the Wall Street Journal. Uh, go to the Krebs report. Go go and read anything publicly. Go go to Google and type in cybersecurity uh, breaches. Um, there isn't a day that goes by that something massive isn't happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ninety percent of the enterprise right now is concerned about the threats that are happening to them. Mm -hmm. um, and in cybersecurity, there's a rebellion against the incumbent. Okay, most CISOs, most IT organizations have been educated by extremely large VARs that have been selling boxes, mm -hmm. um, which you know, we're great at the time, um, but today, laser-focused, niche-based companies you've never heard of are solving some of the world's greatest problems. And it's going to take a trusted advisor like OpEx to help navigate that. Um, and it's an amazing opportunity for you, but it's also an amazing opportunity for your customers uh, to not be awake at night thinking about what's next. Um, and, and if you're not frightened by cybersecurity today, just give it another year, um, you know, with uh, the recent, um, uh, you know, turmoil in Iran right now, um, you know, Iran, for instance, has, you know, probably one of the most sophisticated, um, you know, cyber uh, war units out there. And, you know, could there be some retaliatory uh, aspects that'll, that'll negatively affect the enterprise? You're damn right there probably will be. Um, but OPEXs of the world have the ability to help uh, to mitigate some of that. Um, I think the next one that I would have to say is the CCAS um, and the UCAS movement, um, you know, with 
Cisco uh, purchasing Broadsoft and basically declaring the PBX dead. Um, Avaya coming out of bankruptcy and pivoting uh, as fast as they can into the cloud space. Um, I think the UCAS, CCAS movement uh, is just one of the most exciting things that I've ever seen. And I'll say it because of this. It reminds me of Walmart when they developed the POS machine. Hmm. Uh, I say that because when Walmart developed the POS machine that was uh, essentially built for them to understand uh, everything about their business, as, as goods went through that machine, um, they became so intelligent that the trucks knew about it, the warehouses knew about it, the manufacturers knew about it, ultimately allowed them to control cost and buy unlike anyone else. The UCAS, CCAS movement Yes, it's moving you into an OpEx environment. Yes, it's giving you feature functionality that you've never seen before. Yes, it's replacing expensive CapEx and a bazillion other things. But it can be the greatest weapon for a company mm-hmm. to change who they are and what they're perceived in their market, giving customer experience that they've never been able to do, giving them insights into why people are doing business and why they're not doing business, uh, giving uh, employees the ability to um, have a work experience they've never had before. So that is a downhill run right now. Um, it's just a, it's a wild thing to see. And then lastly, I'll just you know end with the, the managed hyperscaler market. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, the opportunities to do things that we've never been able to do in technology before. Companies like AWS and Google and you know Azure and uh, you know even Oracle and um, and some of these others uh, are giving companies the opportunity to do things that's never been done before. But I think the managed opportunity is just extraordinary. Yeah, that's great. You know, we Drew's been on us here at OpEx for a while on the UCAS train, and mm-hmm. we were a little slow to get on, but we are fully on board, and we're moving up to the uh, the front seat as fast as possible, and, and you guys help with that. Appreciate it. So, so last thing, uh, on a personal note, hopefully you won't slap me. Um, mm-hmm. Last year when you were here, uh, you were heading out the next day to do some Navy SEAL training mm-hmm. or some special ops training. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I never actually got to ask you how it was because you were, you know, Drew, I'll, I'll say this about Drew. He is, um, he's a thrill seeker, I think. He's a challenge junkie. Um, I, I've always admired that about him. Uh, and I think it's really cool. But last year you were leaving to do that. So you got to give us a little brief overview on how it was, um, you know, maybe the actual physical toll and then the mental toll, but then, you know, maybe what it's helped with you this past year. Yeah, you know, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, My trouble? I've never, no, I've never I been. I have non-disclosures yeah, about I think there's thing. only five people I told that I did that. But um, now, you know, we'll have a few more that will know. But no, I... Um, uh, it was an experience of a lifetime. I can tell you, first and foremost, meeting all of the military uh, and some of the various branches of the military um, and the people that you know have served our great country, including others, uh, like some of the allies that I met as well. Um, man, you know, the respect level, you think you have it. You know, and if anybody knows a little bit about Avant, um, we have probably the, the utmost respect for uh, our armed forces. Um, Avant, the name for that matter comes uh, with the tip of the spear. The first guy's in. Um, you know that's that's kind of how we came up with our name, the Avant Guard, um, and everything that we do inside of our company, from our battle briefings to our battle app to our battle lab um, to our battle books. Uh, everything kind of uh, gives a little bit of a um, you know hats off to our armed forces. And and we, we say it 
because business is war and perception is reality. That's why we, we say what we say. And so to get a little taste of, you know, the best of the best um, was life-changing. Uh, I think in the first seven days, I lost nine pounds. Wow. Um, and then for whatever reason, so I what continued. was hard, the physical or the mental? I, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I, um, I think the physical, uh, the food, you know, uh, the, you know, all of that was it was challenging. Um, but just the respect for what they do, absolutely mind blowing. Um, and you know, it made me a better person because I'm going to continue to keep trying to get better myself. Um, I can't get enough of that uh, that kind of a, of a lifestyle. I actually was in Vegas uh, two weeks ago and got the opportunity. I've always wanted to feel what it like to dogfight and I went up in one of those Red Bull planes wow. and dog uh, was dogfighting um, and I always wanted to know what you know those guys pull and G's and I, 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 I said to the pilot let's let's pull some you know some heavy G's and I think I got up to about 7.8 G's wow. and I you didn't throw up? I didn't throw up but I'm not gonna lie I might or might not have passed out <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any video of this? Or no? I might have a video for you today. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have a video. Sorry, podcast listeners. You're going to have to, uh, well, maybe we'll post the video someday. But uh, no, it was a life-changing. Thanks for bringing it up. And I uh, can't say enough for uh, everybody serving in the military. Yeah, I, a- amen. And uh, second to that, North Carolina has a huge military presence. Yep. And we are super proud and uh, you know just really in awe of, of what they do. So, well, Drew, I appreciate your time. Like I said, you've been a huge fan and mentor to us really since uh, we made the shift probably about four or five years ago. It's amazing how time flies from that first phone call we had and your your face popped up on the video to where we are now. And uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, I, I feel like we're just getting started. So we look forward to big things. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, OpEx is uh, a company we put on the pedestal every single day. Uh, we love the company. We love the people. We love what you're doing. But this is just the beginning. Excellent. Hey, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, you can check this out soon, opextechnologies.com. Sure will be out in the Twitter sphere, uh, Apple iTunes, all those fun places. So appreciate having Drew on. And uh, if you got any comments or feedbacks, hit us up and uh, we'll get back to you. Thanks and have a good day.